You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you've got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you, you may be already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason, to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome to the Magna Method Podcast, and I am very fortunate to have someone very special on the show today. Alan Campbell, celebrity chef. He is the former personal chef to New England Patriot and five-time Super Bowl champ Tom Brady. He's also the author of the TB12 Nutrition Manual. Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. I'm really excited about this. I know there's a lot of buzz, of course, around Tom Brady, what he eats, how he preserves his body. Um, but I've heard wonderful things about you. Um, just briefly, tell us what it was like to be you know, a chef for Tom Brady because he's a superstar athlete. People want to know. Yeah, working for Tom was amazing. You know, getting to watch him you know, win his uh, first Super Bowl after so many years not winning and getting to know him on a personal level and getting to you know, feed him the food that I wanted to make, it was it was a really great, amazing experience. Ama- amazing experience. Now, tell us, is there? are you feeling any sort of, like, not just with Tom, but you, you've cooked for several people. Uh, you know, you have a, a great list of people that you work for. I don't even need to mention the names. Is there a pressure that comes uh, with this job? Of course, you don't want to screw up. You don't want to mess this person's body up. You're such a pro. I mean, you know what's going to be optimal, but do you ever feel any pressure with a job like this? Right, so I, I mean, when I first started to eat healthy, because uh, all these years I worked in the restaurant business, it was all about feeding the guests, you know, feeding the guests food that tastes good. It was all about taste. You know, and I never thought of myself and what I was eating. So when I started to become conscious of how I was treating my own body and, and feeding myself, that same consciousness flowed into my cuisine, into my food. You know, so by the time I met, Tom and other other people that I've worked for that started to come to me to look for a better way of life, I was already focused on healthy eating. Right. You know, so I believe once you're really taking care of yourself in that way, it's not going to be so difficult to transfer that on to someone else. Right. And were you always a healthy eater? Take us back. Just tell, tell us about your start in the industry. You mentioned that you worked in hospitality, you worked in restaurants, but take us way back. Were you always a healthy person growing up? No, I wasn't. I grew up in a very traditional house, uh, American, you know, food. It, was, it wasn't it was the most unhealthy, um, but I picked up my own habits. You know, I started working really young. I was in the restaurant business at 14 years old, and I basically worked full-time through high school, college. Um, and I worked hard and I played hard, you know, and, and healthy lifestyle and diet and exercise were not a part of that. It just was not... I didn't have time in the day. It wasn't nobody around me was doing anything healthy, especially in Boston. Yeah. So I know what you mean. I, uh, yeah, I very much lived that lifestyle. It was very, very common to just work hard and play hard as a chef and no one frowned upon it. Yeah. I think younger people as a whole, are you talking, you're talking about in your teens and your early twenties, correct? Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, I started at 14 and I, I, I didn't, actually start getting 
uh, conscious of my health and my, my lifestyle until about 27. So I'm, I'm 35 now. So it's only been about, it's been about eight, almost nine years. And, uh, you know, which isn't a long time when you look at the whole 20 plus year career, you know? Right. What, what triggered it? Why, why did you decide to start treating your body just better? I mean, I, I mean, you would think the obvious answer is everyone wants to live longer and longer, healthier life. But was there any moments that right. triggered it for you? You know, it started off with me uh, realizing that I really needed to get sober. Understood. Um, that was the first layer. It was this, this whole lifestyle change happened in layers. And the first one for me was, was my using alcohol and drugs as a, you know, as a way to cope, as a way to, to live, as a way to socialize, as a way to many, many things, to self-medicate. I had a lot of health issues as well. So I had to, I had to um, get a hold of that first, and that was my first step towards uh, you know, taking care of myself. And I, and I did that first, and I got sober first, and then I stopped smoking cigarettes, and then I, I stopped eating junk food, and it gradually... It happened, and then I started to look at what I ate, and I started to exercise, and I never turned back. You know, it's just been—it's been a process, but um, at this end of it, I just have no desire to turn back. That's an awesome transformation. It's so often that we have mm-hmm. people on the show that, you know, trade one—you know, basically, you know, if you will, lack of a better term maybe an addiction or a crutch into something else. We just lean on something else. Like you immersed yourself in food, nutrition, and just getting all those micronutrients into your system. How did you sculpt your approach? How did you find your way and your philosophy with food as a whole? So I was living in Miami, and I was working at a hotel in Collins. It's no longer there, but I was there for three and a half years, and, and David Barton Jim was in the hotel. And so I walked by the gym every day, and I started making friends with people in Miami and South Beach, right where you are, right there. I lived actually a block away from where Anatomy is. Awesome. And, yeah, and I I just slowly started to keep an open mind and allow people to tell me about their lifestyle, whether it was like they were vegan or they were, you know, working out, running marathons, or whatever it was. Um, another person would tell me about superfoods, and, you know, where I'm from originally – this type of conversation didn't exist, you know, and so it was some of the first times I've ever heard these things. I didn't know what the difference between vegan and vegetarian was. I didn't know what superfoods were. I didn't, there's just so much I didn't know. Uh, the lifestyle that I was coming from, this was a huge change for me, but I wanted it. I wanted what they had. I loved the way I felt down there. And, and so I slowly just started, I did a couple different cleanses and, I started hitting the gym and I started letting people show me how to work out. And, you know, it's, you know, the culture in Miami, it's just very open and, and laid back and a lot of fitness and health and wellness. And I just kind of soaked it up. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, slowly. Everyone in mm-hmm. Miami, my brother visits from Massachusetts. He's from uh, Southeastern Mass. He's actually here now. He says, yeah. you know, I've never seen more 50 and 60 year old men ripped. And he's right. Yeah, they carved out of granite, and people spend two, it. three, four hours at the gym. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, it is. It's, 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 I love it. I, I love that part of Miami because the weather's so nice. It's just so much easier to maintain a healthy lifestyle in that climate. You know, at the end of the day, that's really what what it is. It's just, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to really maintain. Um, 
a lifestyle like that in a climate that changes constantly. Right. And, and it, there's such a um, premium on health and healthy eating in Miami. Like just on these two blocks alone, we have uh, there's a place called yeah. Juice Lab. There's my Sunset Juice, Hugo Fresh. Um, there, yep. There's um, uh, Paradigm Kitchen. I think there's six juice places in a two block radius. It's crazy. Yeah, it's incredible. The block you're in is, is just insane. I love it. Yeah. So tell tell us about what you're doing now and the, the works you're doing now. I know you're writing the so book right you're now, for the Major League Baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm writing a book with Major League Baseball. I'm the owner of the Miami Marlins. Her name is Julie Loria. And I'm wrapping that up hopefully this week. I'll have all the recipes in, and we'll start uh, the next phase of photography and pitching it to a publisher and um and at the same time i'm building my brand so i'm i'm redoing my website i'm talking to investors i'm looking at spaces i'm thinking about food concepts actually in miami and in boston that's great um and yeah just getting ready for i mean packaged products i want to have uh, a brand that eventually covers the food concepts the packaged food and an educational component as well that's my that's my goal. Are you thinking to do the uh, meal delivery system as well as uh, a restaurant and actual space? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, a casual concept. It, it might just be um, prepared meals, right? At the moment, just because of the logistics behind it all, and that seems to be the biggest demand for me here in Boston. Um, that's what people want. They just they want meals uh, prepared. Now, and, uh, yeah, so that's I, where I'll start, most likely. I mean, it's a huge industry. I mean, everyone I know that either comes to anatomy, comes to a facility, they all have, they're on a meal program. And I feel that yeah. know, the better tasting food, if you can make food that's great tasting, that is a meal delivery yeah. service, you're just going to print money because everyone's on a meal delivery service. Right. And as a private chef, I've really mastered, um, you know, putting together flavor profiles and dishes so that they store well. You know, it's a huge part of my job, which I never had to do as a restaurant chef. Right. So that's another reason. It's something that I'm still doing on a day-to-day basis. So it's just kind of where my mind's at right now to just get a concept out, out there that, that can take advantage of all these recipes and, and stuff that I've been creating. Mm-hmm. Might as well package them up and sell them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that you're you're not really big on the word. I did a little bit of background work. Uh, I haven't talked to any of your former clients, but I I do know by reading you're not a big fan of the word diet. Is that correct? What's that? Sorry. You're, not, you're not a big fan of the word diet. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm not a fan because like it's a lifestyle. That's how I see it, you know. And um, my belief is that if we just eat whole foods, the foods that we're intended to eat. Um, take us out of this modern day habitat that we live in full of technology and accessibility and convenience and put us back in our natural habitat and what what, what would we be eating right. um and that's just how i see it it's almost like the diet the trend the fad thing and i just i don't like those words unfortunately i still have to use them sometimes to describe things but yeah the word diet's not 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 uh, a favorite of mine. Not a favorite of yours. Are you a carb guy? Is it okay to eat carbs? I'm going to ask the questions that your public wants to have answers to. Is it okay to eat carbs? How do you feel about them? 
I love carbs, just nothing refined, you know, so whole grains are amazing. I love carbs. Um, Give us some carbs that you'd eat and you'd recommend for athletes or anyone who just wants to live a healthy lifestyle. Looking at nutrient density and looking at protein, quinoa, millet, brown rice, I mean, those are three amazing carbs that have a ton of benefits, lots of fiber, lots of protein. You can do so many things with them the way you could with any other simple carb whether it's rice or pasta or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I just, the, the complete uh, protein found in uh, quinoa and millet is just, it's hard to find in plant-based food. So, yeah, I use it as a base for a lot of dishes. Barley as well, correct? Barley, no barley. No, barley, um, I don't do much barley. Okay, mm-hmm. understood. Are there any... Uh sweets or like um give us some cliff notes to some sweets that we can get away with because i uh, it's hard for me to put it down man i'm a big guy i like like sweets yeah how about dates dates are nature's uh gift to man i think nice there's so many different ones but you get some halawi dates or some other there's like kimi dates and halawi dates they're just like little pockets of caramel they just kind of melt in your mouth and that's Again, it's a whole food, so it has fiber and it has um, different vitamins and minerals, but it's so sweet, you know, and you just, once you kind of train your body and your mind that, like, this is a sweet option, because uh, that's what I do. In my house, I don't have anything refined. I only have, like, dates in my fridge, so if I want something sweet, that's usually what I grab if I don't have one of my, you know, raw desserts laying around or something. I'm definitely going to swap. That's what I'll go for. I'm going to swap my Snickers bars for dates tonight. I promise. I'm only kidding. I haven't had a candy bar since 1989, unless you count protein bars, which are Snickers bars, but let's not go there. Um, So, you know, are you familiar with the University of Stanford? I think when we met, we talked about this briefly. I may be mistaken, but the University of Stanford, they have an athletic uh, training facility, well, actually dining hall for the athletes. Are you familiar with their center? University of Stanford does. Uh-huh. Yeah, University of Stanford. I think it's a $15 million dining hall that's just for the athletes at the university. And they really? have meals. I think there's 21 meals, anywhere from 20 to 30 different types of meals. And they're labeled as, um, I'll give you an example, anti-inflammatory, um, concentration, really? yes, energy. And these meals are obviously packed with, uh, you know, ingredients and whole foods that are conducive to, you know, reducing inflammation in an athlete who may have swelling in his ankle or his knee or his hip, meaning like loaded with uh, turmeric, for example. Energy or concentration may be a, uh, you know, a, um, a complex carb with some, uh, you know, um, protein, a very, you know, equal proportion plate. High energy may be, you know, even more carbs, less protein. I have no idea, but they're known for that. And I think they're the first university to actually do that. If I, you know, was could afford you, I know I can't, but if I could afford you and I brought you in, what would you do with an athlete? How do you start them out? Kind of walk us through the steps. Well, it depends where they're at. I mean, there's athletes that are not eating that healthy. There's some that are super extreme, just like average people. So whether it's an athlete or an actor, it doesn't matter who it is. I always start with an evaluation, a questionnaire of, you know, what's your – What's your day, what's your week of meals look like? Break it down for me. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Um, 
how much are you working out? Do you have any allergies? Do you have bloating and gas? You know, all these questions I ask. Okay. And then I'll go from there because just because someone's an athlete doesn't mean uh, they're not full of pain and inflammation and and eating poorly. You right, know? right. Some athletes can run off of McDonald's. You know, there's some top athletes. Oh, yeah. Some of the highest paid athletes. That, Our man that, uh, Chad Johnson you know? used to be the Big Mac special. Yeah, and, and um, also Mayweather. Oh, yeah. He brags about eating a ton of McDonald's. That's incredible. And so, you know, you have that balance, too. It's all about, I guess, what your long-term goals are. How can he look like the way he looks? He's shredded, and if I walk by a McDonald's, I'll gain seven pounds. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah, it could be genetics. You know, a lot of it, it could be, uh, could be genetics. Because I know my body type, too, I... I don't hold on to weight very easily, so, um, yeah, metabolism. We couldn't be more different. I mean, I'm telling you, I can I look at pizza on the Internet, and I'm telling you that pizza goes right to my head, <laughs> man. It's, wow. What about the blood type diet? Are you, are you an advocate? Do you follow? Do you believe in the no, I don't really science? Do Not necessarily? I mean, I always glance over it like, you know, ketogenic, paleo, blood type like I just look at them and I always come back to what I do and I, I look at instead I look at like Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and these systems that have been in place for over 5,000 years now okay. and although it has to be modernized a bit some of it is outdated I just simply look at food as medicine and as a lifestyle the way that they did back then um, not to say that some of these diets might not work for people but yeah you know, in my opinion, if we just simplify the idea of what we're eating, uh, we might have a better result at the end, and it might last a little longer. Right. How about, like, different foods for different times of the days? Uh, are you eating more carbs in the morning to the afternoon, laying them off at night? And as well as, are you? do you re- suggest or recommend not eating too late? Like, you know, you've heard, please don't eat after 7 o'clock or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, again, it's about the goals. You know, I have some clients now that are all about weight loss. So for them, if I'm going to give them any fruit, it's always in the morning, you know, in a smoothie. Um, I wouldn't recommend any fruit, like, right after a meal. Okay. For the food combining, you know, and then I, 99% of the time, I cut carbs out after lunch. Mm-hmm. So it's always some kind of green. At this time, it's cold up here, so... The greens are usually cooked with some type of protein. Okay. Okay. How about the juicing craze? Are you are you an advocate of juicing? And I know you mentioned before in our intro how you know you wanted to get healthy. You did some detoxes. Uh, are you? Yeah. Is, do you suggest juicing? Do you juice with your clients? And is is it okay to do the detox? And how do you do it? So for juice, um, I just look at. Uh, like vegetables and roots that have the kind of nutrients that would make sense to juice them. Anything that's full of sugar, like apples and beets and carrots and all these things, I don't think we should be juicing them because it's now it's a processed food. Now okay. it's a refined food. It's not a whole food anymore, whether it's green juice, red juice, blue juice, yellow juice, it doesn't matter. if It's, it's no longer a whole fruit or vegetable. It's processed and it's refined, you know? Interesting. Um, green juice is probably the best because you're you know, you're extracting all those nutrients and pretty much flooding your cells with them if you drink it on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you start throwing in a bunch of sugary things, 
it's just all sugar now, right. you know, right. and, and the nutrients are gone so quick. Once you juice them, you don't have much time before they just start uh, dissipating. Right. It's so just like elixirs, lemon, turmeric, ginger, like those types of things are cool, but once you start throwing in all these fruity, you know, fruits and vegetables, it's just it's too much sugar. I think at the end of the day, people don't realize just because you're drinking a clean, quote-unquote clean, organic juice and it's green, if it's if it's got apples in it and it's got beets in it and it has um, whatever, uh, berries, who who knows, strawberries, whatever, yeah. I mean, it's still incredibly sugary. Sugar is sugar. Your body recognizes sugar is sugar. I don't care if it's a fruit. I don't care if right. it's a Snickers bar. Right. It's going to put you in the same state. It's correct, of course, right? Right. That's how I feel. I mean, if you want to have beets and apples and carrots and strawberries, just eat them. Because right. the fiber is, is is the best part. You know, the body's going to do respond better to the fiber than than the, the sugar. I love to hear that. You just cleared up a giant argument with myself and like 50 other trainers in the area. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, or, or, organic. You, what do you, where do you stand on organic vegetables? The ones that have the skin that are harder to get to, it's okay to eat non-organic? What's your thoughts? Yeah, that's I. I mean, there's like um, there's the ones that won't the pen, the pesticides and herbicides won't penetrate the skin. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at a budget, I know what it's like to live in a budget. Like you do what you can. Right. Um, I prefer to have you know a small farm down the street growing all my stuff for me, or grow my own stuff. Uh, but in reality, I live in a in a cement city that doesn't have anything growing anywhere. So you know, I do what I can. Um, I prefer organic, but when the price is three times the, the amount and you're trying to feed a family or whatnot, um, you know, having the fruits and vegetables over not having them is definitely a better option. Okay, understood. Are you? Do you ever suggest if someone's in a weight loss state or someone really needs to cleanse their body, do you suggest the cleanse uh, via juicing or the detox, or do you have a different way of doing it? So the one that I the one that I originally did and what I think works for me <clears throat> was a fruit and vegetable cleanse. So I just weaned into I started cutting like protein carbs slowly and then I weaned into it. Okay. So I'd have a bunch of fruit mostly in the morning mm-hmm. and then finish it off with a lot of green vegetables at night and do that for like two or three days. Mm-hmm. And that experience is what really compelled me to never go back again. Mm-hmm. Like I even blogged about it. I had a blog that I started writing back then, and and that's the time that I actually really felt what was going on in my body so much so that I could no longer just dump whatever I wanted to into it. Okay. I really became conscious of what I was what was happening when I was eating. Right. And did you see a drastic change in your the aesthetics of your body when this happened? Or I mean, I know that wasn't the primary intention, or I'm assuming. But did you just right. feel like just better overall, like your joints, your skin, your health, your energy? So it started off for me, it started off like a lot of withdrawals. So like okay. mood swings and edginess and and obviously cravings, uncontrollable cravings and all this stuff. And you get through that and then you start feeling very light and and you start like really just being aware and listening to your body in a way that you never have. Mm-hmm. Um and then it's like an also a spiritual experience too. It's just a, I don't know if you're into meditation and yoga, but um, during this whole like fasting cleansing, um, 
yeah, just much more in tune with yourself and what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more. So yeah, there's a lot more. A lot more. I'm sorry to interrupt. A lot more clarity, right, Alan? Like you just find like this place. It's very peaceful, and you don't have to worry so much or spend so much time on food. Correct? Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's how it was for me. There's nothing in your body to kind of um, to block the flow of energy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of what I believe kind of opens up the mind and allows it to to go to that next kind of level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how about, I, I've heard this before, I don't know much about it, but, you know, you think it'd be a common sense type of thing. Are you a... Are you basing the nutrients or the food selections of your clients or your yeah, your suggestions off seasons? Like if you're in Boston and it's the winter season, mm-hmm. you're trying to you're obviously trying to keep your clients, you know, in the best state possible. Are you doing that by just giving them straight up wonderful food selections? Or do you like pack them with nutrients such as maybe ginger ginger, garlic, whatever it is, just come back cold? Um, so yeah, you have those things, you have that piece with like maybe some herbal supplements and like astragalus and things to help the immune system. Um, but the philosophy does, it's more hearty in the winter time. So there's like more soups and broth and chicken broth and there's some red meat in the winter time. Uh, the vegetables are all like dark leafy greens. You shouldn't be eating a lot of raw salads, especially up here in the cold. So that's how the philosophy changes really just gets it and that comes from chinese medicine and ayurveda mm-hmm. you know it's not anything that i that i made up let's let's give the spelling of that ayurveda can you please spell that a y u r v e d a i'm gonna look that up ayurveda and that's the chinese philosophy correct that's that actually uh indian indian okay yeah perfect yep so in chinese medicine and ayurveda they they kind of go hand, hand in hand okay perfect so tell me if there's any new things that you're really paying attention to in the food industry or, or you're, you know, everyone's trying to be so healthy. As we talked about Miami, we talk about Boston, and these are two cities where yeah. people are really trying to be on point with the health and their nutrition. Do you see any things coming back that may have been out or any new types of eating other than the things that we've already described in regards to healthy greens, healthy eating, and uh, positive whole foods? I really see the, a big um, awareness of plant-based foods now. Okay. The plant-based industry is, is just blown up as far as, you know, replacements for dairy and plant-based products that are 100% vegan and gluten-free is big. And so that's kind of, that's where my transformation lied in the beginning. When I first started to get healthy, it was all about the plant. Mm-hmm. It made sense for me that looking at human health and looking at the planet we need to eat more plants and less meat. That was just kind of made a lot, a lot of sense to me. Okay. And, you know, that's always been the base of my foundation is more plant-based food, uh, less animal products. And I feel like that has picked up so, so quick. In Boston alone, it's just, it's really, really growing. And, and overall, too, the industry is, is massive, which it didn't even really exist before. Now it's a huge industry. Right. I almost feel like so people, that's what I see. Yeah, the people in Bo- the people in Boston or New York, they want what they can't have. They're in the city, like you said. It's a, you know, it's a uh, brick city. I mean, there's a lot of buildings there. There's not a lot of there's no farms there. It's hard to get these foods, and that makes them want them even more. Yeah, exactly. And are you so? Are you straight vegan right now? 
No, no, I'm not vegan. I, I do, I'm, I'm primarily plant-based all year round. And in the winter months, there's some red meat, there's some chicken, a little bit of salmon. And in the spring and the summer, it is mostly plant-based. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll still have a little bit of chicken and fish. It just won't be any red meat, and it will be more raw. You know, so that's that's the difference, really, in a nutshell. It, it, more cooked, more hearty food in the wintertime. In the spring and the summer, it's it's more light, uh, more plant-based, more sprouted beans and, and rice and quinoa and, and things like that. Alan, do you feel like you have more than enough energy in the spring and the summer, even though you're eating much less uh, animal products? I do, yeah, I do. Like I said, when I eat less and I, I get thin, that's the thing with me is that I get thin, which I'm not crazy about. But the way I feel on the inside is much lighter. Um, right. I was doing CrossFit in Miami before I left for about a year and a half. And I, I played with my with my dad, did a little bit of biohacking, mm-hmm. and nothing changed. You know, I was running five miles after CrossFit and every day for, and I kept track of it all. And You ran five miles you know, after a CrossFit class? Yeah, I would do, yeah, that would be, well, within, within the same day. So not right after the class, but that, I would like do CrossFit in the morning, go to work, come home, and then run five miles. Wow. You know? Wow. <clears throat> and I, mean, I love because I was a fitness. I turned into like a fitness freak, and I, I really, really, I just loved it. You know, once I discovered that I could feel this good, um, I chased it. You know, and yeah. uh, and I, I did some. I tested myself. I wanted to see what worked. Because in the beginning, it didn't work. Right. In the beginning, I didn't know how to eat vegetables and grains, and I felt bloated, and I was like feeding myself lentils and sweet potatoes to try to gain weight and it was just a mess and I had to, I had to learn what worked for me and so through all that trial and error um, I discovered how I feel when I eat certain ways and when I eat less food and focus on nutrient dense food rather than bulking and just trying to be big and and, and muscly and you know in, in size I just felt much better on the inside everything digestion my energy my mood um that's interesting yeah, well, a lot cleaner that's interesting what, what's your training like now are you train? i know you're very busy you're working on the major league baseball book but are you training now are you doing the yoga are you doing crossfit what are you doing what type of training now if any so i i uh, got hit on my bike in my before i left and so i have this oh neck. my god man uh, I yeah so I have, many not, people got hit by by cars on bikes man the drivers. Yeah, I'm just, sorry, man. I get apologize for all the Miami drivers. It's bad. It's worse. They say Boston's bad. Miami's much worse. Much worse. No, I think Miami's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure Miami's worse. Um, so I have a compacted nerve in my neck, and I have some other health issues. But I still, I still do a pretty solid workout. I just haven't been working out the way I used to. Right. And I do some yoga, and I uh, just kind of do my own thing. I go from like high interval training to yoga to stretching resistant bands i i like to switch it up you know right yeah keep it fresh that's the best way man because it can certainly yeah. get, get stale that's good so are there any uh I, I know you're sworn to secrecy but can you share any stories about celebs that you know really like certain foods and you just got them totally hooked on this superfood or healthy foods can you share that with us <laughs> give us something uh anything like avocado ice cream? Is that what you mean? Yeah, sure. Avocado, <laughs> avocado ice cream. That sounds great, by the way. Who did you yeah, get addicted a, to that it? That was a big... 
it's in the manual. I, I actually gave up that recipe. They had to pin me down and, and torture me for a while, but I gave that one up. I'm checking that out tonight. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's, it's great. If you're looking for, you just told me that you like sweets, so yeah. you don't want to feel guilty if you like chowing down a pint of ice cream at night. Might as well clean it up a little and not feel guilty afterwards, you yeah. know? I'm eating a pint of avocado ice cream tonight. For sure. You won't regret it. No, I won't. <laughs> I won't. How about anything else? What what would you suggest for what would you suggest for athletes that are, you know, training and they're in practice and they just, you know, they they there's a lot of inflammation in the body. And I mean, I'm asking for myself, but a lot of athletes I train like what, what's, what, what's going to help us with like you know, to reduce inflammation in the body? What's really going to help athletes that, you know, they're really hard on their body. They're trying to reduce inflammation. They're trying to um, recover in between workouts. What what can you suggest for us? I'm just trying to do some hacking myself here for our audience because there's a lot of listeners that are athletes, college athletes, high school athletes. There are uh, uh, body bodybuilders, people who spend a lot of time in the weight room and CrossFit. What what kind of foods would you suggest they got to like really like flood their diet with so they make sure that they can recover optimally in between sessions? Right. I, I I mean I look at look at the scale of what's alkaline and what's acidic, um, and sugar and beef and animal products are right there as the worst things we can put that cause the most inflammation. Really. Um. And yeah. So if we were going to eliminate things. Sugar, number one, refined sugar is gone right away. Okay. Um, and then start looking at beef and other animal, dairy, beef. I mean, those things just, and they don't really exist in what I do. And then look at what's going to be uh, anti-inflammatory, like all the green veggies and the turmeric and the ginger and the spices and the lemon and and just start bulking up the plate with those things instead and, and start looking at the plant-based uh, protein options instead of, having chicken and, and eggs and, and beef every day for protein. Um, I just, I think that a lot of it, especially with athletes, maybe there's some superstition involved or maybe there's um, just the knowledge isn't there, but um, they worry or they wonder if they'll start to lose muscle or endurance if they eliminate these proteins that they've been holding on to for so long. Really? They could be, cause, could be causing them pain, you know? Huh. That's so interesting. So that's, uh, so wait a minute, Alan. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no yogurt like the Siggy's yogurt that I'm I'm a huge fan of. I can't eat that yogurt anymore. You don't suggest it? Yeah, the yogurt is it, it's it's inflammatory. You oh, know, the, any dairy product, it, it it's just uh, it's pretty bad in the body. Under, you know? Understood. And how do I figure out? Like, I listen. I love greens, but. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I eat greens and they bloat me a little bit. I mean, does that mean I'm not digesting them properly? Is there any way I can like hack it and put some, add something else in there to help me digest them? Because I want to get the benefits of the greens, right? But I don't know. Right. Uh, are you cooking them? I, are you I, cooking them or are you trying to eat them raw? I eat them raw. I eat them raw. Yeah, cook, cook them. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Definitely cook them. Cook your, cook your kale, your collard greens, all those greens, especially the bitter ones. I mean, you could probably handle arugula and baby spinach and, and like lettuces, but... Once you, because I'm the same way actually. Really? It'll go right through me if I drink, or, you know, green juice or whatever. Okay. It just doesn't digest well. Um, so yeah, just welcome a little bit of lemon juice and olive oil, a little salt and pepper. Um, it's a whole new ball game once you once you uh, steam them a little bit. All right, perfect, perfect. Is mm-hmm. let's. 
I really thank you for being on, man. I just got a few more questions for you, and I'll let you go. I know how busy you are. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you just a speed round of questions here, okay? Um, okay. And this is important. I want everyone to get to know you a little bit, and I'm not going to ask you who your favorite athlete is because that's a no-brainer. <laughs> favorite food. Favorite food. Favorite food. Yeah. Uh, I love avocados. I put them on everything. Avocado, big bowl of greens, and some quinoa and toasted nuts. I'm good. I'm good to go. Nice. Your favorite ritual outside of cooking? Outside of cooking? Yeah. The most effective? No, your favorite ritual. Just something that you like to do on your own, whatever it may be. Well, it's nice, or if I had the time. I love going out in nature. I mean... Going for a hike and just finding somewhere nice to sit down and meditate for a few minutes. I mean, that's my that's my sacred place. Yeah, it's interesting. All the stuff we probably did as kids that we never get to do now, right? Yeah, so exactly. Do you have a unique habit? A unique habit that you're okay with sharing? <laughs> unique. I still bite my nails. Bite your nails. Bite your nails. Yeah, I've heard that a couple not a times. Habit that I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy about it. I'm trying to trying to stop. It's just a thing. You got to tie. You got to tie your hands to your sides, my friend. Favorite pastime. Favorite pastime. I mean, I think I told you my time in Miami was very very transformative. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, I met some amazing people that I I love very dearly, and yeah, just my time in Miami, 2009 to 2013. Miami's a good place, man. Very therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, I, I might as well ask you your favorite sports team. Yeah, the, the past, it's just coincidental. Honestly, football is the only sport that I played growing up. And I had met Tom uh, back in 2002 uh, at a restaurant that I worked at. And was just always a fan. Even when I lived in Miami, I remember I worked with a bunch of New York guys, and it was constant, whether it was Red Sox or the Patriots. And I had to always uh, really stick off my teams and he was a big topic right know, right with when we lost against the you know eli oh. manning it was like a big mess you know listen david tyree um, david tyree shouldn't have caught that ball we both know it so let's not talk about it yeah. it's unbelievable like it makes me sick when i yeah. see that and look you're a winner right you're from massachusetts there's nothing wrong with that you should be proud of it <laughs> yeah no we have nothing to complain about when it comes to the championship uh sports world Sure. Nothing at all. Now I'm gonna favorite movie of all time. I have a few guesses I could possibly guess, but I'm I'm wondering. I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, that's tough. I feel like I want to pick a Boston movie and I can't. No, I was gonna say Chef. I, mean, I was gonna say Chef or that movie Burnt. Is it Burnt? Burnt was good because he was yeah he got sober and stuff. That was that was. That was deep, that movie, for me. Yeah, that was... That was uh, I don't know my favorite, though. I watch movies once, and then I'm, I'm pretty much done with them. I'm not a big movie guy. You're cooking. You don't have time for that stuff. Yeah, I'm cooking. I'm writing. I'm cooking. I'm, yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> awesome. All right. Do you have a mentor in the industry? Or someone... Uh, or any mentor in, in for your life? I have a lot of people close to me that I that I lean on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. A lot of friends, different, all different industries. Um, yeah, too many to name, you know, a lot of close friends. Most of them in Miami, actually. 
Okay. Yep. Sweet. How about this is uh I have two more questions and I'm gonna get out of your hair here. This is the first one is favorite celebrity chef other than you. Mm, tough. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm from Fall River, Massachusetts, so Emerald Lagasse is my guy, man. Bam. Well, I just had dinner with Andrew Zimmern. Okay. Nice. Let's go with Andrew. Pretty cool guy. He's he's really awesome, actually. He's he's been super helpful for me. He's he's turning into someone that's uh, like a mentor in my life. So let's go with Andrew Z. Sweet. Okay. If you could pass one message on to the youth of you know the world in regards to eating, what would you share with them? What's the secret to healthy nutrition? You get one message to share with all of them. It's your turn to uh, pay, pay it forward. What would it be? Eat more plants. Grow your own food. Nice. You can squeeze that into one into one sentence. Yeah, just just uh, you know, be conscious of of what you're eating, and not just put things in your mouth to uh, fill your belly. Right. So you're telling you them know? like, there's no don't eat anything out of a wrapper or a box or a bag, right? Yeah. Invest in your body the way you invest in. Uh, retirement plan or anything else it's just kind of something that not many people really think about investing in their health and oh I don't want to buy that that food is too expensive and they don't really see it as an investment right um, yeah pay, pay now or pay later that's how I say that's it. right it's so true you buy like healthy food which might cost you a little bit more money or you could pay for the medical bills so right exactly it's just it's pretty cut and dry too it's, Right. It's inevitable. Yeah, you can't fight it. I appreciate everyone's opinion, but it yeah. is what it is. Um, yeah. So when does your book come out? Hopefully uh, this summer. This summer? Okay. okay. Yeah. And do we have a name for it yet? Not yet. Not yet? Still tossing ideas around, yeah. All right. And we're going to plug it once it comes out anyway. I give you my word. Great. We're going to plug it. And where can they find, where can our listeners, the Magna Method Podcast listeners, find you on social media? Social media, Instagram is jeffallencampbell.com, and my website is allencampbell.com. I also have Twitter, too. I don't really pay much attention to Twitter, but um, I will very shortly. Instagram is where to find me and my recipes and stories and all that. Okay. And the blog you mentioned before that's on your website? Yep. Yeah, it's on my website. I haven't blogged in a while, but there's some, there's some good ones from okay. the past couple of years that I've done. I think they need to read oh, yeah. the, the one you mentioned before about your actual transformation, right? Yeah, there's a series of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's all kinds of topics in there. Okay, guys, check it out. Uh, Celebrity Chef Alan Campbell, so awesome for you to have you on the show, man. I really appreciate you making time. Alan Campbell. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate you having me on. I appreciate it.